<laughs> Happy birthday, Doctor Who! It's not today, though, Harry. In, in, it's on Wednesday, right? Yeah, on Wednesday, it's the 58th... On Thursday, I think, actually. Th- on Thursday, this week marks the 58th anniversary of Doctor Who, which really puts into perspective... Oh, no, what day? what day? Is it the 23rd? Today's the 23rd, yeah. No, it's the 22nd today. Oh, true saying, yeah. What the, the, it's tomorrow, it's Tuesday. Well... The day this goes out. The day this goes out. So, at the time of saying, this is Doctor Who's 28th birthday. Which really 28th? Put, 58th. 58th. Which really puts into perspective all of the speculation we do about the 60th, considering it's going to be two years exactly before we get to see it. Gotta get those views, boy! Gotta get those views, boy! Can we talk about the 25th anniversary. Was it the 25th or the 20th? 20th anniversary. The 20th anniversary, The Five Doctors. Harry, did you watch Doctor Who, The Five Doctors 25th anniversary edition of the 20th anniversary of Doctor Who? I, I think I did. You watched the special edition version, didn't you? Yeah, with the sparkly triangle. Yeah, I watched the the, the televised version. Was the, there a much plain black triangle? I feel like we pretty much had the same experience. I imagine it was. I yeah. imagine it wasn't much different. Yeah. Uh, Harry, introduce the episode this, in the same way you would as if we were doing a watch along. This is the Five Doctors by Terence Dix. Hey, you remembered? I didn't think you were going to notice. No, because I, I've heard the name Terence Dix before. He's like one of the big writers for Classic Who, isn't he? Yep. Starring Peter Davison, John Pertwee, Patrick Charlton, Richard Hurdle, with Tom Baker and William Hartnell. We'll get into all of that fun stuff. Um, let's talk about the start of the episode. Opens with the first Doctor doing his speech. Yes, I will come back, Susan. Which is very apt because this is the first time that Susan returned to the show, yep. right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I also like the fact that Susan, they don't try and like pass her off as... Younger Susan. Yeah, they're like, this is Susan now. Yeah. Not that they explain what happened to her no. when she left. She's like, Grandfather, it's you again! Susan, hello! Yeah. Oh my, mm-hmm, my boy. Should we talk about the Fifth Doctor's TARDIS? Uh, yeah, what? Why? Cool, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's like the classic 80s. It changes a lot, though. Did they change? I thought, like, Different kind of... Tom Baker's. Yeah, but I thought kind of from Davison onward, like, that was just the... I think it changes a little bit from a coin. Okay. But only slightly. Yeah, it's like kind of, it was a very simple TARDIS design, and it's like, it works. I like the bit where even then, I, I sort of saw bits where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, that's kind of sweet, they still sort of do that now, where Tegan's not 100, 100% convinced that the TARDIS works, Yeah. and the Doctor's trying to play it off and it works, and he walks off and then he just has to walk back and flick a little switch. And yeah. then it all, oh no, he doesn't, he just... Does he punt? Does he hit it or something? Some of that, yeah. yeah so it all comes to life again. I will say I've watched barely any classic Who. Oh, same. Yeah, so this is actually my first uh, Peter Davison story, and I I quite like him. My second, yeah. I want to get into him uh, yeah. because his companions are Tegan, an Australian lady. Yeah. The Doctor and a man with ginger hair. What was his name? I can read it out for you in spelling, and you can tell me how it's pronounced. Okay. T U R L O U G H. Turlow? We'll go with that. <laughs> um, he was drawing. He was drawing on a Yorkshire hill. Yeah, their representation. We don't get it much. No. Yeah. Um, he's very poetic, the Fifth Doctor. Mm. Very dramatic. He stood on the side of a Yorkshire hill and he grasps his heart, one of them, even though he's got two, and he says, it's like parts of my life are falling away like icebergs. Mm. What a random thing to say. Yeah. Um, yes, what did you think of the fifth Doctor, Harry? The fifth Doctor, I, I, I liked him. I mean, you, you know, he's a—he's pretty much what I've heard of him, like a pleasant chap. 
Yeah. Um, although he does have, you know, he's not just all politeness. Like, you can tell, especially here because he's against the Time Lords, that he just doesn't really enjoy being around them. And he, he has quite a bit of sass. I didn't expect him to have the amount of sass that he has. He does, doesn't he? It's, yeah. Um, from when we've seen him in Time Crash, very sassy little old man. Yeah, yeah. And now he's a sassy young man. Yeah, a sassy young chap. He was the youngest actor to play the role. How old Matt was Smith. he? Like, late 20s then? Nine or 10, I think. Okay. Very young. Um, let's. Should we just? Did you enjoy the episode, Harry? I enjoyed it more than the three doctors. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that's because this was just one episode? I think partly that, and also because I feel like this is something that crossed my mind part way through, which is if I were to take all the cameos and doctors in this and to mentally replace that with. Either mentally replace those with new doctors that I have a relationship with, or go back to if I was um, growing up during this era, group with these doctors. This would be great fan service. Yeah, like all these doctors, all these companions. Yeah, the Master, Daleks, Cybermen. Should we work out who we would have? Well, if we would. Were... So the first doctor would be Christopher Eccleston. Yep. With Rose. Mm-hmm. Then you would have Tennant, but but, but... but Christopher Eccleston would be played by a different Northern actor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you would have David Tennant, but he Patrick Charlton didn't have his companion. Well, he had the Brigadier. Yeah, so... he meets Jamie and Zoe later. Yeah, so he'd meet Martha and Donna. Yeah, maybe. that'd be cool. Yeah, because that would work. Cause yeah. he doesn't have either of them. Um, but who would he be travelling with? I guess Jack. I guess Jack. Yeah, yeah. or some random. Oh, um, well, maybe Sarah. Je- well, it couldn't be Sarah Jane, I guess. Yeah. Um, then you would have Matt Smith. Yep. On his own, because John Pertwee was on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Sarah. Yeah. So he would meet... I guess he'd meet Clara, because the whole thing of, like, your face has changed. Your face is back. So would it be... Yeah, it would be Clara. You have Clara. Yeah. And then you would have... Clips of Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> From another episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then you would have Jodie with, with... Whoever she's with. I now. guess Yaz and Dan. Yeah. As an equivalent, that's a pretty great crossover. Is, yeah. If you look at the equivalents. Yeah. Um, and then you'd also have the master, and I imagine the current master, Sasha Dawan, yeah. with Daleks and also Cybermen. We'll get to all of that. Should we talk about... Do you want to go through each Doctor? Yeah. We'll save certain Doctors for last, so let's talk about Patrick. Yeah. Super cool to see him back. I love... I The Doctor, classic Doctor I've probably watched the most is Patrick Troughton, and maybe it's just because of that, but I really like Patrick Troughton's Doctor. He's crazy. He? He's really fun. When he walks in and that guy tries to grab him and pull him out, he just pulls his coat, he's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way, like, when someone else is taking over from Brigadier, it's like, oh, yeah, my, my replacement was ve- wasn't very promising. Yeah, I like it, yeah. So th- this obviously set after the three Doctors. Cause... Yeah. Although, I d- then, the thing I don't understand is, because didn't, Trout only gets separated from his companions and their memories were wiped in his last episode. I can't remember, Harry. I mean, have you seen War Games? No. no my understanding is that he only gets separated from Jamie and Co. at the end of War Games, which means I don't understand where this would fit because then he got well, I was re- say, forced I don't really think into they regeneration. Co- 
continuity was that big of a problem. For I mean, wasn't episode. this like a Children in Need special or something? No, this was just an episode. This was just an episode. I thought yeah. it was like a charity thing. No, no, no. I'm to come. Ah, okay. Um, one thing that I did notice is there's a lack of music in a lot of this, hmm. and I think that's something that maybe sells a lot of emotion now. Is when yeah. the second Doctor meets the Brigadier. It's just them talking. There's yeah. no backing music, whereas now obviously there would be. There was nothing. Yeah, they kind of they went more for kind of a minimalist um, uh, kind of feel for it, which I guess was common for sci-fi of the era. Yeah, uh, I wrote the Brigadier is back. Good to see him again. Yeah, uh, I like the Brigadier here more than I like than in the Three Doctors. He's older, he's wiser. Yeah, he feels memory. more appreciative. Is it like his anniversary or something like that? He's celebrating a birthday. Or... Something like that. Yeah. Um, the Third Doctor in Bessie, and he says, "Great balls of fire." Mm. I like the th- I like the third doctor as well. I felt Pertry was enjoying himself. I was enjoying watching Pertry, and him and Sarah Jane work really well together. Well, they were that was the original teaming. Yeah, yeah, was, he was Sarah Jane was companion first to Pertry, yeah. Uh, second companion to Pertry. No, it was in like she was a companion to Pertry before. Oh, sorry, Pompeo, yeah, yeah. I meant. Um, K9, he gets a little play. Yeah, got of the dog. K9 and company was canonized. Yes. Um... So we've spoken about all the doctors. <laughs> Which one do you want to talk about first? One or four? Ah, um, I guess. I mean, there's, what was there to say about four? It was a cool clip from Sharda. I've got some stuff to say about four. About we'll talk about Tom Baker. Yeah, because I know he didn't. He chose not to be in this. He was. He said no originally because he fell out with John Nathan Turner. Ah, okay. And then he sort of slowly started to warm to it, and John Nathan Turner gave the order for the scriptwriters to go ahead and write Tom Baker in the episode. To which then Tom Baker turned around and said, I'm not going to be in it. And then they had to rework the whole script. Yes. Uh, but Tom Baker did say he was going to turn up for the photo calls, the photo ops. But then didn't they? But not? then he didn't turn up. So, so he used a wax they work. used the waxwork from Madame Two Swords instead, which if you look at the behind the scenes photos. They, like, they have loads of fun with it. It's don't like they? John Pertwee kissing his hand and they're like carrying him. It's really well done. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that for that. But I think he has said recently that he does kind of regret not being in it. Yeah. Because of the fans and he says the fans have been so lovely to him that he kind of feels yeah. like he kind of It's only been very in kind of new who that Tom Baker has crossed over properly. That's the first with... time he's returned. Yeah. Um I saw an interview with David Tennant where he said Tom Baker not returning the five dots who's was the reason he returned for the 50th. Okay. Because he remembers how disappointed he was that Tom Baker wasn't in that because hmm. he was his favourite Doctor. Yeah. And obviously he knows that people, he will be many people's favourite Doctor. Yeah. So the idea of not having your favourite Doctor return when yeah. asked. Do you think if David's approach to the 60th that will also be the reason why he would come back? Or do you think it might be a thing of like, well, I've, I've done it now. It. Yeah. I think he'd come back. Yeah. I mean, of course he will. Should we talk about the first Doctor? Yes, played by, is it Richard Turnbull? Herndl. Herndl. We've had this conversation before. I always make Richard Turnbull say... is like a random politician or something like Richard that. Richard Herndl. Yeah. Um, I think he does a pretty good job. He does do a good job, doesn't he? He's yeah. okay. Um, not a canny resemblance. No, it's, it's, you can tell it's not And the voice Hartnell. isn't 100% there. No, it's, but it's good enough. It's close enough. The original plan was to have um, Susan and... The first Doctor revealed to be um, androids. Okay. And that they would have been blown up by Daleks, and it would have been called the Six Doctors. The Six Doctors? Yeah, because you would have had Peter Davison, Tom Baker, John Pertwee, Patrick Troughton, 
Richard Herndl as the actual Doctor and Richard Herndl as Auton Doctor. I'm glad they didn't go through with that. I yeah. thought that would have overcomplicated Apparently as well, things. Richard Herndl died before he got his paycheck, so he never got paid. Really? Yeah. So it was just was really, really late on in his career. I think he died like less than a year later. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Christ. The Master's back. Yes, played by is it Anthony Ainsley. Nope. No. Maybe. I don't know. Let's not go there. We don't know enough yet. We don't know enough about Classic Who. Um, great. Like him. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I like it that he's... Even when they said, you have to save the Doctor, even I was like, ooh, that's oh. a good twist. Yeah. They should do that now. Mm. What are your thoughts on the whole kind of frame device of it being in the death zone on Galifrey? Should we just talk about the actual episode, right? Because I thought... I was really bored by it, man. I... It doesn't hold up very well. It's fun. It's like, there's not... Even though it is... It's not. It doesn't feel like the highest stakes. It feels like it is an excuse for all these doctors to come together. And the best parts of it are when there are multiple doctors on screen together. They don't shy away. If you look at the fiftieth, that's a Matt Smith focused episode. It's Matt Smith's storyline, and it follows Matt Smith. Yeah. Matt Smith meets the tenth Doctor along the way. You follow that. Whereas in this. They don't shy away from not having Peter Davison in it for a long time. But he doesn't feel like the central character. Exactly. So you feel like it would have worked better if it was a, a lot of Davison is, story. A lot of this is the three Doctors. There's mm. the first Doctor, second Doctor, and the third Doctor. Because that's a proven dynamic that works. Yeah. Um, I wrote a note here. In the hour and a half Doctor Who episode, The Five Doctors, it's one hour twenty before we see four of them together. Hmm. Which is the most Doctors you ever see on screen, and they get less than 10 minutes of screen time together. Yeah, I do wish that they got to the Doctors meeting up. Yeah. Because I feel like, I, and I really liked it because you could tell they were kind of cordial with each other, but you could tell none of them really liked each other, which I, I enjoyed. I saw a thing of, uh, documentary afterwards with Peter Davison where he said that they deliberately kept them all separate because they were worried about egos. But then when they were all together, they all got on well, yeah. perfectly fine. But, and Peter Davison said that he wished that that episode had had more mm, multi-Doctor yeah. action. Because I feel like from what I've heard, when they filmed The Three Doctors, there was a bit of ego bashing between uh, Troughton and Pertree. Okay. However, once they'd finished filming it, they became really good friends, especially on the convention scene. Yeah. So maybe they were worried about a repeat of that. But like... Richard Herndl wouldn't have that kind of ego because he's <laughs> a newcomer to it. Yeah. And also, I feel like Pete Davison had grown up with Doctor Who and so he had enough of a, you know, yeah. reverence for it for him to have respect for those older Doctors. That, so I feel like that wasn't something they should have yeah, ever feared. That Dalek explodes cool. Yeah, that is a cool explosion. And yeah. you see all like the bits of it yeah. afterwards. Why does the third Doctor say that when Sarah, when he meets Sarah, Sarah says, oh, it's you, you've changed, you know. Yeah. And the John Pertwee says, oh yeah, I've become all teeth and curls. But how would he know that? I guess that's... Just a little throwaway joke? Big, I guess as well, yeah. Uh, the first Doctor again doesn't know which one of his TARDIS is. He walks into the fifth Doctor's TARDIS and he's confused to why they're in it, even though it looks completely different. Well, I think, like... At the time, like the continuity was meant to be that the TARDIS always looked the same, both inside and out, and it's only in New Who the idea of the TARDIS regenerating itself with the Doctor. But I also like that in Twice Upon a Time, he gets his TARDIS confused as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He gets a nice little carry-on joke. Um, the Master flagging down the Doctor while he's driving past him, Bessie. He just steps out from behind a rock and goes, Oh, Doctor! I... <laughs> <laughs> 
the mass is meant to be like campy and funny, isn't it? He is. But like, also, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the bit where like he was like running through the quarry and like there were explosions around him and his cape was like, I know it's like look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the fun. I feel like that's intentional. Yeah, the Cybermen are also here. Mm. One of them gets his head blown off by that jumping around silver dude. I like the jumping around silver dude. What was going on, man? I'm gonna. Well, I'm guessing that's some kind of like Gallifrey and robot guard thing. Okay. Um, yeah, that's how I get said clean shot straight off. Um, this is a, I I really didn't like this. Do you not enjoy the quarry? No, I found it really boring. This whole thing, and I think I think we've tried to watch this before before we've done the podcast. I remember, yeah, and I've shown you bits of it just to show you how bad it was, but it's it's just quite a boring story. I feel like for what it was going for, for the most part, it succeeds, and I I don't know. I feel like. It's hard to jump from doing New Who every week to jumping to Classic Who because it is such a whiplash. Yeah. I feel like I, I usually feel like unqualified when we do these stories because it's like, I don't know these doctors. I would like us to I don't maybe know. get one of the box sets. You know, like they keep releasing the classic doctors. Like the, the Blu ray ones? And maybe do something with them. Okay. Go through like all of John Pertree's or just pick a doctor and go through all their stuff. I've, I'd really like to just like, you know. At some point, you the Baker era. Yeah, that because was either Trout or Baker. Yeah, yeah. Um, bring it in, lays out the master, gives him a good old punch. Mm. He, so yeah, Razalon's here also. Yes, Razalon's like in his grave doing immortal stuff. Yeah, it's like a just a big floaty head, like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, and the president's behind it as well. Mm. And then the doctor's the president. He is. Mm. I'm all out of notes. <laughs> I like. I look. The intention is great, and I bet people at the time really, really liked it. I wonder if in 20 years' time, 25 years' time, 25-plus years' time, we'll be looking at the 50th going, or people will be looking at the 50th going, wow. I mean, I think it's the thing that, like, the 50th cent set, are, you know, we're going to get into Moffat here soon, but Moffat, he set a new benchmark for what anniversary specials can be with the 50th yeah and now we're about to go into the 60th and that benchmark's in place and there's a lot of pressure on russell not gonna lie yeah if i was russell i would be feeling the pressure of people are gonna compare this yeah to the 50th yeah um one thing uh, yeah i know right i just feel like i don't know it was fun and i enjoyed it and it was nice seeing all the doctors together but for, it was basically all the bits that i wanted that i hadn't seen so all the bits that I was there was something more. I felt like I'd seen all of it on YouTube clips. And I guess there's also the thing of um, at the time, if you think about when it was broadcast at the time, it will have been a good while since people had seen new adventures of the, the first Doctor. Yeah, yeah, but it would been a while since they'd seen new stuff of the first Doctor, or the second Doctor, or the third Doctor. So just to see them and all companions yeah, on have, screen they again. They didn't have videos. They didn't have DVDs. They yeah. didn't have repeats yeah. so if you know so I feel like we take it for granted now that all of those are considered past doctors yeah. to see them on screen again yeah like, I feel like some there's... people that would have been the first time yeah they would have seen these doctors I feel like you can even feel it kind of going back to um, Day of the Doctor that it doesn't feel as special as it did at the time that we were seeing David Tennant on our screens again yeah I'm looking forward to it because we'll get to the 50th before we get to we will get to that in the next year. We will do the Day of the Doctor. Episode. You think so? We can get three three series. Well, we've done four in a year. Oh, four and a load of specials. To be fair, yeah. yeah. So we'll get to it in the next year. I would have thought. So I'm interested to get to that. Um, but any, anything that stood out for you? Um, I think I've kind of covered 
everything yeah little words of government's joke yes i did mention this <laughs> that kind of poetry refers to Trout as scarecrow and i presume that poetry had or was playing words of government at this time i believe so yeah yeah um would you, originally tom baker's doctor was the one that was meant to be turned at the end to the evil okay um there you go hmm. yeah i mean it was fun i enjoyed it i don't want to watch it again no, I mean, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I feel like I could at some point down the line watch it again. Yeah. Like, I don't have, like... It was long. It felt longer than it was. It was an hour 40. It felt longer than that. It didn't feel that long to me. I don't know. It did for me. Okay. I was watching it, like, going, oh, we're still here. <laughs> I think that's because there's, like, four adventures going on at once while mm. they're all trying to get to the same place. there's too many plots being juggled. Yeah. Hmm. I, I maybe think they should have teamed up groups of doctors earlier. Yeah, I would have teamed up two and three earlier, or yeah. maybe one and two. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, just sort of yeah, just sort of bring them together. What do you think then about them calling it the Five Doctors when it isn't? I I mean yeah, con, it, it, it's it? the Four Doctors. Because even if you look at the we've got the DVD here, Tom Baker's on the DVD cover. He's got a credit listed as he's in the episode. Well, because I guess that Sharda clip was technically, you know, new footage. The Doctor's past incarnations are being snatched out of time and space and transported to the Death Zone on Gallifrey, where they are reunited with some old friends and pitted against their deadliest enemies in the game of Razalon. Someone is manipulating the Doctor and his companions in order to claim the most ancient and powerful secrets of the Time Lords. Is it bad? But can they survive the challenges and uncover the traitor before it's too late? The 25th anniversary DVC set contains the original 1983 version of the Five Doctors plus a special edition from 1995 featuring new effects and extended scenes. Is it bad that um, when I saw like the little figurines, I thought, ooh, look, Doctor Who Amiibos. What are Amiibos? You know, the little Nintendo figurines. Oh, is that... Uh, yeah. You know, the little like, AFC ones that you scan and yeah. they do stuff in the game. I tell you what is worth talking about, Harry. And that's because I was thinking. I looked at the Wikipedia, and do you remember Sergeant Benson from the Three Doctors? He was the guy who wasn't the Brigadier. He was like the other unit officer who was there. He appeared. He, he's quite a big character in Classic Who. Okay. He, appeared, uh, he was asked to come back, but um, they wanted him to not remember who the Second Doctor was, even though he would remember. Because, yeah. So it didn't make sense. Um, and it got me looking at the character of Sergeant Benson. I thought maybe because units returning this week. Maybe we're going to see the return of maybe some classic unit characters. That would be cool. Nice little throwback. Um, and I found myself in a weird world of unofficial Doctor Who spin-offs. Okay. So what, oh, like the, those video ones. So what happened yeah. was there was a loophole that meant when Doctor Who was taken off air, if you had created a character and it was in your contract, you had rights to the character. So you could use that character out of the context of so Doctor Who. So Sergeant Benton had his own TV movie. Right. Or straight to DVD. All of these are straight to DVD called Wartime and I think we should do some of these okay Wartime in 1987 there is Shakedown Return of the Sontarans 1994 they could use Sontarans as well yep um, these are all what they cast as Probe which were a lot of these were written by Mark Gatiss so the Zero Impact uh, in, well, well the Zero Impractive from 1994 The Devil of Winterbone 1995 Unnatural Selection 1996 Ghosts of Winterborn, nineteen ninety six, and so they were all they were all pro. The last one was in nineteen ninety six, and then they brought it back in two thousand and fifteen. 
uh, with When to Die, a straight to YouTube thing in 2015, Shadow of Doubt 2020, and uh, there was one this year as well which I haven't wrote down. Colin Baker, after being fired from Doctor Who, got his own unofficial series called The Stranger from 1991 to 1995, which is a throwaway Doctor Who. I'm aware of The Stranger, yeah. yeah. Downtime 1995. The Autons got 3DVD movies Autons 1, Autons 2, Autons 3. Um, the Air Zone Solution from 1993. And in 2008, Zygons, when being you just isn't enough. <laughs> I can't ever think, wouldn't it not be a bit weird to watch this probe stuff without the context of the classic here? I think that's why we should watch some of Shall I show you the, the some of the stuff from the Sontarans? Okay. Shakedown Return of the Sontar. It looks fantastic. Um, here we go. Oh, that's wrong one, my apologies. Shakedown, Return of the Sontarans. Here you go. Here's a screenshot. <laughs> that's the Sontarans like I've never seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, they look more like Silurians. <laughs> they do, don't they? Yeah. Um, so I think we should definitely do something with uh, with some of this. Oof. There's like a whole back category of stuff that I've never even heard of. From the world of BBC TV's Doctor Who, Shakedown, Return of the Sontarans, the race is on and the prize is glorious death. Are you sure it's sensible to watch these without understanding the classic human I think we can watch the monster ones. Okay. I think we can maybe watch Wartime. Mm. But because they don't link into classic Doctor Who, they're not continuing a story. Yeah. They're just sort of vaguely Doctor Who similarities Mm. in them. But even like tonally, like it'll be trying to emulate that classic Who style that we're well, not familiar with. One thing that I saw is it's Doctor Who in every way apart from name, shape, and budget. Okay, so, so I think it might he... not even resemble classic Who. Exactly, and they were made in the nineties, and John Pertwee's in some of them, and he was Doctor Who. In yeah, because it's, it's all wilderness era stuff, isn't yeah, it? So yeah, so it should be good fun. Uh, should we move on from this terrible part of the show? Yeah. Should we do recommendations? Yeah, I I thought it was an alright part of the show. I don't think we really enjoyed the Five Doctors that much. I thought we were talking about the podcast. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I I enjoyed it. What do you want to recommend, Harry? Right. Um, Keep it light. Keep it energetic. Here we go. Here it goes. With a big baseball bat, he's going to knock it out of the park. Harry Meadow, what are you going to recommend? (laughs) I've not had a chance to watch anything this week. I was graduating. So you got nothing? Not presently. Can you get back? Come back. To I'll me? come back to you. I'm gonna recommend the first Scouting for Girls album. Oh yes, because I saw Scouting for Girls this week, and I re-listened to their first album, and it's a banger. It's great. It's really good that uh, album. I know. Last week I recommended the first half an hour of Red Notice, not Red Notice. Oh, did you watch book, the And I haven't watched the rest of it. Why not? Uh, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I just haven't had the the interest to go back to it. Oh. Was it not good enough then? It was, but it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I've got to see how that continues. When I'm at the gym next, I'm sure I'll put it back on and watch the next half an hour. Tim's not been to the gym this week. I haven't. No. No. Have you been busy? No. Oh. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to recommend? You must have something. Oh, let me think. Let me think. I'm a celeb. 
Uh, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it's hard to recommend Iron Sir based on just the first episode. This is the first series where I haven't been that invested. Well, I I've always been quite non-committal when it comes to watching Iron Sir, just because it's on every single evening. Yeah. And it's a big ask for me. It feels like a big ask to tune in to watch an hour plus of Terry every evening of a show. Yeah. Especially when it's like it's a day they're covering how much has happened in a day. Yeah. I know they always have, you know, the Bush Sugar trial and the task that day. I do like I'm a Sea Lab, and actually I really like the different feel that they being in Whale Springs. It feels like kind of a less aggressive version of SAS. Oh yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, I feel like the marketing wasn't that strong this year either. There wasn't a lot of push on it. On ITV you got adverts for it. But it was all like the same sort of ding ding stings oh I know what I watched um, right before I was C-Web there was an audience with Adele David Tennant was in the audience David Tennant was in the audience Samuel Jackson was in the audience yes Emma Thompson was in the audience yeah there was a dance the funny thing about David Tennant was he just stood out in every crowd shot he's got his red hair he's got his flaming red hair for series 2 of Good Omens I need to watch series 1 of Good Omens you would like Good Omens I feel like I've watched the first few because it came out of my first year of uni yeah um, you would like Good Omens. Oh, uh, would I now? Yes. You don't know. Yes, me. I do. I know you pretty well. A lot of people recommend a lot of stuff by saying you would really like this. Yeah, but Tim, I know you. I know. What and you I like. know I would like Good Omens. Yeah. It's like Harrison, god awful human being, just going <laughs> on about I should watch the boys on Amazon all the time. You know that that yeah, 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 yeah. Josh is going on about it. You gotta watch it. You'd love it. And I'm like, I know I wouldn't like it. Are you gonna, I'm bored of the superhero stuff. Are you not going to watch a very Hawkeye Christmas? I'm going to watch that. That looks good. Well, that's the thing. My my brother um, was <laughs> we were watching the ads for it, and the ad came on. And was like, you know what? I'd be up for Hawkeye <laughs> Christmas. It looks good, doesn't it? I think if they really, really, really lean into the kind of like the Die Hard esque yeah. Christmas thing, then maybe I'd be on board. Haley Steinfeld as well. That's some amazing. Reason Is to watch she it. playing Hawkeye? Kate Bishop. Is young up. The next Hawkeye, really. Is that like Hawkeye's daughter? No, or? it's not, but it's like okay. the next Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else that's coming up that we should talk about? Um, I don't know. Have you seen, I haven't seen... I need to see, go to the cinema. I need to watch French Dispatch and... I need to watch French... Last Night in Soho. Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife I really want to see. Oh, yeah. And also... Uh, oh, I don't have Disney Plus, so I can't watch that Beatles Get Back thing. Cause I'd oh, like I've to got watch Disney that. Plus, I might lend you my login. Oh, I can make you a little profile. Like. Uh, I have a friend who already did that for me when he had it. Uh. You know, he, he, his profile was Mike, and I was Sully. Oh. That was funny. That's really rubbish. Is it really rubbish? Yeah. What would you make my profile image? I'm going to do it. Of all the Disney characters. <laughs> I'll make you one now, we'll do it now. What, what Disney character avatar are you going to give me to? I'm going to give you a god-awful one. Actually, I'm not going to do it on the podcast. I'm going to do it after this. I'll pick a terrible one. Oh, okay. Should we wrap this up, Harry? Yeah, how? Say bye to everybody. Bye-bye, and happy birthday. Happy birthday, Doctor Who. Happy birthday. Maybe it's time you pack it in.